the adventures of a librarian turned sniper, Liberty Schoenhauer, who finds that aliens started the zombie apocalypse. These things happen. She is aided by the great Uncle Danny Tough as Nails, and together they try and save as many people in the book Liberty's Run. Book one is out now at Amazon and Mythmart, and book two is coming soon in August. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on our way, Watson. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 91 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa, and I am sick. I'll admit it. I'll own it. I'll say it. I don't want to say it, but I'll say it. I am sick. Um, I've been sick for about two weeks now. <laughs> so this might be the shortest. <coughs> I won't be laughing a lot. Might be the shortest podcast on record. I didn't even check to see. Uh, the little lines are there. I'm assuming it's picking up my voice and sounds just fine. Because not a whole lot's going to make this voice sound better. Although I don't sound as squeaky as I did yesterday or today, earlier today. Yeah, I was pretty squeaky earlier today when I sent I sent a video to Dave. Um, the job I was doing might have been yesterday, and I had like hardly no voice at all. There was no voice today. I woke up sounding like Mrs. Doubtfire's brother. <laughs> so, um, I apologize. This may be a short episode. It's definitely not going to be the best sounding episode. I will not be doing any sound clips for anybody until this cold is over. I'm not doing any auditions. <laughs> I'm certainly not doing any TikToks. So, yeah. And the funny thing is, is it's literally just a cold it's not covid it's not delta it's not omicron it's not nothing it's just a cold a simple influenza that's it nasal congestion body aches cough that's it When's the last time you actually had a normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill cold? Yeah, I mean, my sister tested herself twice. And we figure if it was COVID, she would be, like, the hot spot because the babies are all over. So, yeah, and she tested negative twice. So we're pretty... And she's... A nurse practitioner so she knows you're supposed to go in straight into the hole in your nasal cavity to get the oh i can't i can't even i can't even i can't even nah, no <laughs> no can't even just like oh no no so yeah and if the nurse practitioner yes i remember dave was doing that every single day during the height of the pandemic when he was going to work they had to uh 
do a rapid test before they were allowed in to do their shift. Oh, no! <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. No. But just the thought. I'm a big sissy when it comes to anything from the neck up. I just... No. <laughs> I'll never get laser surgery because why? They do that when you're awake. No. <laughs> I don't care if they numb the eye. I can still see it coming. <laughs> I'm going to be sliding down the chair. My dentist hates me. He comes at me with the drill and he, would you sit up, please, Mrs. Would you sit up, please? I scooch my butt back up in the chair. Mm, down I go again, sliding to the end of the chair. Could you please sit back up? No. <laughs> You're coming at me with a drill. <laughs> no. All right. Let's get to housekeeping before I, A, lose my voice, and B, lose my sanity. All right. Now, as this was previously written, I will have to probably edit on the fly to make it current. <laughs> as 2022 is the 30th anniversary of the company, Dark Myth Publications will be releasing a special hardback of the rise, fall, and redemption of Dark Myth. Yep, you heard it here second. <laughs> we are asking for anyone who has worked with the Jasmine Dark Myth Company to send in a small write-up about your time in the company. You can send it to Dave at David K. Montoya at jzomondarkmyth.com. Okay, I need a big breath for this one. That's David K. Montoya, D-A-V-I-D-K-M-O-N-T-O-Y-A, at j-a-z-o-m-o-n-d-a-r-k-m-y-t-h.com. <sighs> Holy moly. All right, so, and that's anybody who has worked with the company in the last 30 years, whether it was a managing editor, whether it was a regular column contributor, like a movie reviewer, Jason, or um, past editors, Mike, um, you know, Send in a, send in, well, how, how you thought it went, good, bad, or otherwise. All right, number two, moving along down the line, number two, over at Dark Myth Comics, after the release of the Inker of American Smash, Dave has announced that he will ink issue one of the series while looking for a replacement. Things just didn't work out, unfortunately, and we have had to move on. It's business. It's kind of how it goes. Number three, New Wave Comics is already expanding as the, and, and, not as, and, they will be produced, see, told you I was going to have to edit on the fly. All right, New Wave Comics is already expanding, and they will be producing a comedy parody magazine called, let's see if I can get it right, Dirt. <laughs> Saying the word makes me laugh. Dirt. <laughs> you know, you know when you do something all derpy? You're like, dirt. That. D-U-R-R. -R, dirt. 
And it is in the vein of Mad Magazine and Cracked. Remember those magazines back in the day? Alfred E. Newman and like Cracked had the, no, it was Mad Magazine that had the, the bifold at the back on the last page. And it, you fold it in and make a completely different picture. Yeah. And it had like Spy versus Spy and like a ton of um, really good, funny, kind of dark, kind of raunchy humor comedy. Well, that's kind of what der warped humor from our peanut gallery. Or, sorry, our live studio audience, not the peanut gallery, live studio audience. Kind of warped humor. That's what Dirt Magazine is all about. So, if you have questions or you would like to submit a piece, whether it's um, a comic or... What are we looking for, Dave? Dave? Dave, not here, man. Dave? <laughs> what are we looking for? He looks like he's conducting an orchestra. There we go. Yes, but what are we looking for? I'm going to give them the email address. I want to know what they're to send. Comic strips, one one panel joke pictures, anything funny that you've created yourself. So if it's... Okay, there will be a separate page on the New Wave Comics website. So keep an eye out for that. And you can send your submissions to john at jk.art75 at gmail.com. Number four, open contract challenge. So, and, Oh, just so you know, going back to Dirt Magazine, I'm actually submitting a, uh, a, a column myself. I, I'm going to submit something and see if I can get it approved. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so number four, Open Contract Challenge has 11 contestants who are moving on to the quarterfinals, which means each contestant will have to submit one chapter of their manuscripts. Now, it doesn't say it has to be the first chapter. It has to be one chapter from anywhere in the book. Pick your best chapter where maybe you have a lot of really good action going on or a really suspenseful cliffhanger kind of chapter or one that really kind of gets into the meat of the story or introduces a character. Pick your best chapter and then send it in. All right. That's what you got to do, you guys. All right. And after this, only five will go on from here. So six of the 11 contestants will be cut, gone. The tribe has spoken. Please hand in your flaming torch at the end of the show. And you were out of here. <coughs> All right, Mythmart. Hang on, I need a drink. I told you I'm dying over here. I usually sound like this at the end of the podcast, not at the beginning of the podcast. This is not boding well. All right. Where are we? Number five, Myth Mart West is taking shape as the executive manager has been approved to run the West Coast store. <laughs> Look at how snooty snoot we're getting, which is expected to begin later this year. And there was some 
chatter around the water cooler at the meeting on Sunday that there might be other branches opening up or kind of franchising. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. Um, number six, I have some PCE 2022 news. Now you've all been waiting for it. I know I have. I have been bumped twice now. So I'm getting a little snarky about it. Okay, so a possible new venue has been located and negotiations have begun. That is all the information that I have for you. So I this great big huge build up for some really good news and that's it. That's all you get. That's all I'm giving you. Just the tip of the worm. That's all you're getting on that hook. So hang around. Keep listening. And I'm sure I'll have more. Um, outsider Distribution. Outsider Distribution's director, Christopher Harris, has started his daunting task of contacting over 600 bookstores worldwide. Now, they're specific bookstores. They're not like your Barnes & Noble or if you're in Canada, your Indigo or your Chapters. These are comic bookstores. Right? Okay. His ear nodded because that's all I can see. <laughs> the daunting task of contacting over 600 comic book stores worldwide to begin building our distribution network. Number eight, speaking of networks, the Jayzo Modcast Networks, the world of Mythbits, will begin its month-long interview series with founder and owner of the Jaysomod Dark Myth Company, David K. Montoya, as part of the celebration for our 30-year anniversary. I am excited. I can't wait to listen to this. It should be good, guys. It should be good. I mean, Jenna's podcasts are always really good. <laughs> of course you talk a lot. Anybody who knows you knows you talk a lot, especially when it's about the business. Doesn't, he says he doesn't like to talk about himself, but if you say, hey, tell me about the business, that boy will talk about himself till the cows come home. Just saying. <laughs> it's really kind of cute. All right. So. Uh, where are we? Oh, yes. The board of directors met Sunday for the first time since February. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we took a... Unexpected hiatus. <laughs> Just put it that way. Took an unexpected hiatus. Uh, we hadn't done much or anything since February. And uh, we laid out plans for the rest of 2022. So keep your eyes out for the newsletter and for more details. And as soon as I get all the information over to Tim Law, you'll know. Okay, and finally, speaking of the newsletter, there has been talk of starting back up the 2M magazine. Now, if you look at the acronym for the world of myth, you'll get what 2M means. Okay, so 2M newsine would be a monthly publication with a more detailed version of our newsletter, but in print, delivered to your door for a small fee. Now, we would like to know if you are interested in receiving something like that. It would be like your monthly um, Hunters and Anglers or Victoria's Secret or Durr Magazine, you know, showing up at your door once a month with more 
detailed information as to what's going on with the company and what's coming up, stuff like that. So uh, let us know by contacting Dave, or you can leave a message. Or in, you can actually send a direct message on any of our Facebook pages, or leave a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And let us know what you think. Do you want a new zine that gives you more detailed information, more news-like information um, than just the general housekeeping that you get once a week or the newsletter that you get once a month with the magazine? Let us know. I mean, small fee. Help support the company. Keep things rolling. All right, everybody. That, I do believe, ugh, is housekeeping for this week. I have come to the blue portions of the conversation where housekeeping was posted, so that would mean that's it. Oh, wait. <laughs> I seen the logo. It looks really cool. Looks really good. He's working on it. He's supposed to be working on something else, but you know. <laughs> what do you do with a boss that has ADD? Just let him do what he wants, because, you know, he's the boss. <laughs> okay. Oh. <coughs> it's been a week, folks. It's been a week. Holy moly. It feels like it's been two since I last talked to you, but it hasn't. It's only been seven days. Seven whole days. A lot has happened in seven days. Um, a lot of many, many, many late nights, which kind of makes the last seven days feel like one really long day with maybe catnaps in between. Um, yesterday, yesterday we were down to the wire. Today is, is I'm, I'm coming to you on Tuesday. You're going to hear this on Friday, so you do the math. Um, it was D-Day. We were done. D-Day as in, we're done. Done, 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 done. Except for touch-ups. Except, see, that's the key word. That's, the, that's been the theme word for every project that has ever happened in this house. I'm still at my sister's, by the way. Every project that has happened in this house, the key word has been accept. Well, the painting's done, accept. The room is finished, accept. This is built, accept. And we've, we're still, still, <laughs> still. They're, they're selling their house. So we were getting, finishing the renos, which have been like three years in the making. Um, trying to get everything finished up, everything done, <coughs> wiring done, um, what pipes, water done, bathrooms in, floors painted, floors cleaned, walls painted, trim painted, floor in the pool room painted, walls in the pool room painted, pool cleaned, um, just the the list and 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 is insane and we have been working our butts off and they've had people come in here and there to help out um i have been the constant for two weeks now <laughs> so um it's gonna be two weeks tomorrow that i've been here because i did my podcast from home and then i left the next morning which was a wednesday i believe and no, I think I podcasted Monday night, didn't I? Yes, I did. I podcasted Monday night. I left on Tuesday. I came down here. And then last week I podcasted here. And now I'm still here. And I'll be here till Sunday. 
I'll be here all week. Try the fish. Um, I have hurt parts of my body that I'm not sure will ever recover. I've, um, I'm bruised. <laughs> I'm scratched. I've got scratches that nail marks. Yeah, I'm trying to show you. It's like, I, I don't know why. This is audio, not video. <laughs> I got a pretty nice scratch under my arm from a nail. Um, today, I had given up on shoes because my feet are so sore. It doesn't matter. Um, I woke up was it yesterday morning and um, Lindsay, my brother-in-law's sister, was killing herself laughing. By the end of the day, my feet looked like this like big stump of meat with sausage toes on them. All right, because it's, my feet are so swollen by the end of the day. And um, I did get to sleep until after 3 a.m. And my nephew had a thing going on with his eyes, so we had to go to the doctor's. So my sister asked me, can you get up with the kids? I'm like, okay, well, what time do they get up? Well, they usually get up around 8, 8.30. Great, not a problem, you know, because before when I was getting up with the kids, they were getting up at like 7. <laughs> Sometimes I'd hear them at 6.30. I'd be like, no, please, please, please. I'd be like, I, I honestly, I will shit you not. <laughs> I was praying. Please, God, please, please. If you care about the children like you say you do, you know, Jesus loves the little children, make them go back to sleep. Auntie's not ready to face them yet. I can't do it. <laughs> Give me half an hour. So I thought, oh, 8, 8.30, I like that. I don't know why 8 sounds so much better than 7.30 or 7.45. It just sounds later. 8. 8 sounds later. It's not that much later, but it sounds later. Uh, yeah, I can do 8. Yeah. No. 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 No, Miss Violet was up at 7.34. So my sister messages me. Everett's still sleeping. So is Haley. But Violet is a chatty cavy. I'm like, okay. I'm on my way. Because my alarm clock was set for eight. So as I'm convincing my legs that they want to swing themselves out of the bed and onto the floor and stand up, because <laughs> they'd only been stretched out and off. I'd only been off them for about four and a half hours. Um, I get another message. Or, well, first I hear... This little voice from the bedroom right beside me. Dada. Dada. Because they have a gate up, so she can't get out of her room. Because she sleeps in a big girl bed now. Which she gets out of. Frequently. And she goes to the gate and she calls for her mommy and her daddy. And usually she knows the night before who's getting up with them. See, tomorrow morning we have a breakfast date. Because the videographer's coming to do the video walkthrough. So my brother and sister, my sister and my brother-in-law want to be here and my sister has to teach at 11. He's coming at 10 and that's not enough time for the kids to eat and have everything cleaned up and staged again for him to do the walkthrough. So 
Auntie decided we're going to take the brand new family van. We're going to load the Everett and the Haley into the family van. And we're going to McDonald's for breakfast and we're going to go to the park and eat it. Yep, I have a date. I have a date with a handsome boy and a really cute girl and it's going to be fun. That's Aunt Tappy's taking them out for breakfast. I'm going to go to McDonald's because, <laughs> you know, I'm a big spender. Well, these days, McDonald's, you have to pretty much take out a mortgage to go to McDonald's. So, yeah, tomorrow we're going to go and have breakfast at the park. And then when he's gone, we'll come back. He shouldn't be here long. So, like half an hour, it takes half an hour to do the walkthrough. But, uh, yeah, and then we'll come back and resume painting. Resume. The, I have to do laundry tomorrow. Um I've been so busy, I haven't done any, but no, Lindsay was laughing. I came down yesterday morning, and I'm kind of limping because my feet really hurt. I kind of really abused them, um, and I sit down on the couch, and she looks down at my feet. She's like, wow, and I look down at them, and I'm like, yep, I have not been off them long enough for them to unpoof. They were still swollen. I woke up, and my feet were still swollen. <laughs> I still had stubby little sausage toes. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Apparently, four and a half hours is not long enough to be off them. I have to be off them a little bit longer. So, it will not be a late night for me tonight. Although, my sister did say I could get up at nine. And then I, I've decided um, I don't want to have to remake my nephew's bed in the morning. So, I just threw the mink blanket, which is a really fuzzy, soft blanket. We just call it the mink. Over top of his comforter, or his bedspread. And I'm sleeping under my comforter. And then in the morning, I'll just shove it all back into the closet, <laughs> which is where all of this, my suitcase and my computer and everything is going. As soon as I'm done the podcast, it's all going back in the closet. Everything is kind of um, shoved into, because when they take pictures and when they do the video walkthrough, they want as little personal items as possible. And they don't want it to look like somebody actually lives there. So no shampoo in the bathroom, no, you know, medications on the bedside table, nothing. It's got to look showroom pretty and impersonal. Like somebody could imagine their family being in there. So, yeah, I have to take the fan off the dresser and put all the blankets and everything back into the closet. I mean, after tomorrow, it'll be fine. Unless we get a phone call and say, hey, somebody wants to. But then we have to sort through all the closets now because now all the closets are crammed with stuff. So now we have to sort. Because when people come to look at a house, they want to look in the closets. They want to see how big the closets are. Um, I know I did when I was looking at my apartment. I was too bowled over by how great the kitchen looked to really notice that there's only one closet in the entire apartment. Um, but anyway... So, yeah, we have to sort closets and figure out what's going where and downsize because they're downsizing. So, but I'm going home Sunday. I was going to go home on Thursday. My sister was going to go up to my brother's and I was going to go home. And we were sitting out in the grass today while they were taking in the house taking pictures. And um, Heather's like, you know, I'm going to stay till Sunday, but don't feel like you have to stay if, if you know, you want to go home, you can go home whenever you want to. You're not obligated to stay. And my brother-in-law is sitting there looking at me going, stay. Please stay. <laughs> stay. I'm like, okay, I'll stay till Sunday. <laughs> I have to go home Sunday. But I did tell them that, you know, magazine deadline was three days ago. And I do actually have to 
at dinner time, I'm it. That's it. I'm done. My day's over. And then I have to spend my evening working on the magazine. I've got um, a novel that I have to finish up. I've been working on. I've got to send my editor's notes to the author. We've got to get everything straightened out and fixed around so that I can get it to the publisher for the 25th, which, you know, is coming up very quickly. <laughs> don't look at me like that. All right, just just don't give me any more pressure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have things I have to do. I have responsibilities and obligations that I have to fulfill. So I told him, you know, dinner time, I'm done. I'm here. I will be up every morning between 9 and 9.30. And I will help you all day long. And then we have dinner. And I'm out. I'm going to bed. See? I say that. I'm out. Apparently. I don't know. You say I'm out and you get one word in a text message. I don't know what that's all about. Still don't know what that's all about. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm going to go home on Sunday. And then I'm going to... Take a day and go over and see my daughter and see my granddaughter because they both live in the same town now. Um, and then I'm going to go swing over Midland and see my grandson and see my friend Mish. Yes, I'm going to come see you. Um, and then I think there's going to be a day in there that uh, I'm going to go and have lunch with my Aunt Kathy. And then probably I'm thinking... I was looking at my calendar. Oh, hey Siri, open calendar. <laughs> and you know, you watch everybody is listening to this podcast. If they're not listening to it on speakers, Siri on their phone just opened. <coughs> Dave does that all the time with my Alexa. Drives me nuts. So I was thinking I was probably going to get on the road uh, between the 20th. 19th or 20th of June and head to California and go and see my other family because <laughs> I haven't seen them. Well, I've only seen one of them since February. I haven't seen the other three since January. So I'm going to go and spend some time. I have to figure out how many days left I have to spend in California because I do want to go to PCE in November. So... I got to be given the look like, yeah, no, you got to be there. <laughs> so I can't, I, you're only, we're only allowed so many days, so I got to make sure that I have enough days left. Um, and I was kind of like, ugh, about the date, the tentative date we had chosen, because there's kind of birthdays and things that are going on that week. But one of the birthdays, they're going to be busy traveling. I don't even know where they're going to be. <laughs> they're not going to be anywhere in Canada. I can guarantee you that. They're not going to be anywhere in Canada in November because it's cold. <laughs> they're going to be south somewhere. So for all that, hey, you know, I could just, they could just time it well and they could be in California for his birthday and they could come to PCE and it would be really cool. And then my family would meet my other family. Oh, well, wait. I might have to rethink this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I mean, he's met my mom, but, you know, he hasn't met the rest of my family. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really nervous about him meeting my brother-in-law. It's kind of, 
kind of hard to take sometimes. I mean, I love him to piece them. I've known him for 20 years. So, 21 years, actually. Yeah, 21 years, because their 21-year dating anniversary is coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> we count those when you started dating. Um, they've been dating for 21 years. They've been together 21 years. They've been married 10, coming up on 11. But yeah, they've been together 21 years. So they're the, the long term now in the family. When my papa died, um, the long term relationship in our family became my mom and dad. And then um, when my dad died, the long term relationship in the family that everybody aspired to be was me and my ex. <laughs> well, <laughs> not anymore. I actually got the paper today. <laughs> Yay. Um, so now the long-term relationship to aspire to is my sister <laughs> and her husband, because they've been together the longest out of all of us now. So, but, uh, yeah, um, it's been, a, it's been a good, uh, been a good two weeks here. I've had a lot of fun. My sister and I have, have, have gotten close and, you know, I've, I've gotten like, she'll be painting, everybody will be going, gone to bed. After dinner, everybody's gone to bed, the kids are in bed, it's just me and her, and she'll be painting in one area of the house, and I'll be painting in another area of the house, and she'll kind of toggle over, and she's like, why don't you leave that for tomorrow and come paint where I am? Come hang out with me. So I'll go hang out with her, and I'll finish what I'm doing and clean up and everything, and I'll just sit and talk to her. We would just sit and talk while she continued doing what she was doing, <coughs> because I would, my body would give out long before hers would. So I would be done. I couldn't hold another brush. I mean, my hands are so sore. I could hardly make fists right now. They hurt so bad. I can't straighten my fingers out completely yet. Um, I mean, I will. It's just it's been a rough week and I was really out of shape. My hands are really smooth tonight for some reason. I just noticed that. Like, I don't even think I have fingerprints. <laughs> the potential. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we would just hang out, and we'd hang out until, like, two o'clock in the morning, working, and she would be painting, and, or sanding, or mudding, or dapping, or whatever we're doing, like, that's what we, our week has pretty much been, is painting, and sanding, and mudding, and dapping, <laughs> painting, and sanding, and mudding, rinse and repeat, <laughs> and last night, it was the mad clean and steam cleaning carpets and stairs and I gave like the kitchen like it wasn't just a everyday clean it was a deep clean like vim on the countertops and bleach and you know cleaning spots that don't generally see a cloth all the time <laughs> get a little grainy <laughs> um my battle with the knob for the fan on the overhead range. Yeah. Just crazy glue it in, they say. It should stick in 45 seconds, they say. I stood there for four minutes holding this stupid thing. And then I let go, and it fell out. So then my brother-in-law comes in, and I hand him the Gorilla Glue, and I hand him the knob, and I say, I quit. I have been defeated by a knob. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? It won't stick. And Pablo's standing there. And this is his sister's boyfriend. 
and he's watching this whole thing. He's like, what do you mean it doesn't, it won't, it won't stick. It will not glue. I can't fix it. He just looks at it and plunks it into the hole and it stays there. Now, you can't touch it or it'll fall out. Can't even look at it or it'll fall out, but it's picture ready. It's thunk. Don't touch it. It's there. And Pablo just busts out roaring. He's like, uh, 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 I'm going to stab you with something. You might want to go away. <laughs> but yeah, we kind of got a little slap happy by the last day. Um, is it Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night. Pablo went home Sunday night and Lindsay stayed. So Sunday night, it was just us three girls up. Scott had gone to bed. The kids were in bed. And it was just us three girls. It was about one o'clock in the morning. And I was painting the bathroom, the upstairs bathroom. And I was exhausted. And I mean, I'm short. So if I want to paint anything that is, you know, more than eye level, I need a stool. <laughs> or a ladder. Or at least a stool that has two stairs. <laughs> I need something. Because I can't reach it. So I've been up and down stools and ladders and just I'm done. So I'm in there and I'm up and down this two step step stool. And I've got it in the bathtub so that I can do the wall in there. And I got it out of the bathtub. And then I'm trying to do see this is where men kind of excel over women. Yes, I said that in this department because they will do everything they possibly can to avoid actually having to paint the walls. So they will remove anything and everything that needs to be removed from a wall before you paint it. Like towel wrap, towel holders, and switch plates, and mirrors, and lights. They'll remove all of that. And then they'll paint. Well, we didn't. So there I am standing on the bathroom counter. Now, this was the only time that I wished I was as tall as Lindsay. Lindsay is only four foot seven. And she, she would have been fine up there. I'm up there and I was actually too tall for the space because I kept smacking my head off the ceiling. I was not happy. And I'm trying to bend around this funky bathroom light that's above the mirror. And it's this, you know, really modern silver curved thing with three. I'll take a picture and I'll show it to you later. Three lights that hang down. It's really pretty. I really like it. But it's a pain to try and paint around. So I'm like in there with the brush. And I got the little tiny roller in there rolling it. No bent like a pretzel trying to do this and then it's like oh now i and i'm and i'm squatting kind of half squatting while i'm doing this and every now and again i would just bend over a bit more and straighten my legs out and then i'd squat a bit and keep going and then i'm like okay now i actually have to get down <laughs> which is a lot harder than it sounds because <laughs> now i have to step down onto the ladder and then onto the floor Ugh. My hardest thing that I've noticed, though, this just especially this week, too. Oh, my ankle hurts. Um, is I can get down onto the floor. Not a problem. <laughs> getting down, I have no problems getting down. Down is not an issue for me. Up, on the other hand, 
up is not as easy as it used to be. I mean, I'm having to get up onto all fours and then find something within the vicinity. And yes, on occasion, it has been a small child and kind of brace myself on it and push myself up. <laughs> I can't just stand up freeform. My legs just won't do it. Nope. Haley was pulling me the other day. <laughs> Haley, come here. I need to lean on your head so I can stand up. <laughs> and she's like, I'll pull you up, Aunt Teffy. I'll pull you. She's pulling on my arm. And Teffy, you're heavy. <laughs> like, child, you weigh no more than a feather, okay? Strong wind would blow you over. I can lift you with one arm. And I'm out of shape. You're not going to get my big old butt up off the floor. Just hold still. Just don't move. Okay, don't just don't lock your knees. <laughs> just lock your knees. Don't buckle her. We're both going down. <laughs> just put my hand on top of her head. Push up again. But there's been days. Um, I said this when my sister and I were cleaning and painting the other night, and it was a little delirious. It was about two thirty in the morning. We were a little delirious by this point, and uh, I said, "Okay, that's it. I'm done. I can't. I'm done." She's like, I'm still going. And I said, yeah, you're also 10 years younger than me. I'm 50, remember? And there's days, like today, that my body reminds me, you're 50, dumbass. <laughs> you might want to do that, but nope. And my sister looked at me and she says, oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, oh, yeah? And she's like, well, I don't look at you as 50. You're a very young 50. I'm like, I don't feel like a very young 50 right now. Right now, I feel like mom. <laughs> and if you've met my mom, you get it. You know. <laughs> she's 70, but she looks like she's 112. She moves like she's 112. But it's just because I've done a lot, a lot of... um up and down the ladder, like a lot of physical work, like not heavy, anything lifting anything heavy or anything like that, but uh, nothing backbreaking, well, yeah, okay, backbreaking, yes, um, but up and down the ladder and up and down the step stool and squatting and standing, bending over and rolling and rolling, rolling and rolling. I swear, after this, I mean, I'm looking at the one paint color that they have in the music room. I absolutely love it. I am so in love with this paint color. I want it in my room. It's called um, Windy Sky. And it's kind of a, it almost looks like the sky does right before a tornado. It's got that, that greeny, gray, kind of steely tint. Oh, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful and it looks so good against white trim white door frames it's just i love it and my sister said well we've got two full cans you are welcome to it i'm like great wait a minute <laughs> how am i gonna get it out of the can onto my wall <laughs> shit i'm gonna have to do that myself which means i'm going to have to put a paint roller in my hand, and I'm going to have to get up and down the ladder, and I'm going to have to paint the edges, and I'm going to have to get ceiling paint, because I know I'm going to hit the ceiling with this paint. So now I'm not sure how much I love that color. I'm not sure if I love it enough to actually take the paint home and paint my bedroom with it.
I don't know. <laughs> well, we're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see. I, it may just, you know, stay here. Because <laughs> I don't know if I want to do any more painting. I'd actually thought of, of when I was in Florida with my mom, and I'm watching these techniques that she's using. And they're very simple techniques, and it's not, like, anything complicated, and you don't actually have to have a whole lot of talent to make these really cool-looking pictures. And, I, oh, I can do that. I don't even want to do that now. I don't even want to paint my nails, okay? No. Nope. Don't even want to paint my nails. No, I'm over it. I'm really over it. And my body is telling me we're, we're over it. <laughs> we're good. I have not gone running since I have been here. I The last time I ran was when I was at home. I haven't gone running at all since I've been here because at the end of the day, the thought of running for 30 minutes, no. <laughs> the only thing I want to be running at the end of the day is a hot shower, not pounding the pavement. So I think what I'm going to do when I get home after I've taken, like, at least two days of doing absolutely nothing but lying on my couch feeling pitiful for myself, pitiful and sorry for myself, is I'm going to take my couch to 5K and I'm going to start from the beginning again because it's been two weeks. And I was really struggling with it, um, with the intensity of it at the pace that it was going. So I think I know I can do the beginning of it easy. So I think by the time I get back to the five week mark again, um, I'll be more in shape and uh, I'll be able to actually do the amount of times for the full amount of times that you're supposed to. So when I get home, <coughs> we're going to start back at week one. And I think that week one is, um, I don't know. That was seven weeks ago. How am I supposed to know? I don't know. Give me a minute and I'll tell you. <laughs> it's right now. I don't know. Okay. It's a really cool app, too. You can download it. It's free. I mean, they keep trying to sell you stuff. They always try and sell you stuff, but it's a really cool app. Um, all right. Let's skip all the commercials. Thank you very much. All right. So let's scroll all the way back. Week one is a five-minute warm-up walk. Then 60 seconds of jogging and 90 seconds of walking for just 20 minutes. When did they up it by 10? I missed the week they upped it by, I didn't miss the week, but I apparently wasn't paying attention to when it changed from 20 minutes to 30. <laughs> because when you get to week five, which is where I am, um, I don't know, maybe it is still 20 minutes. Let's see. Five, 10, 15, 26, 26 minutes. So, yeah, they're making them longer and longer. And by the end of it, you should <coughs> be able to um, jog for three miles or 30 minutes. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to week one and start over. And, I mean, I'm still going to do it, obviously, but I'm going to start from the beginning again where you're only um, – 60 seconds of jogging, 90 seconds of walking for 20 minutes and build my stamina again because I was fine. I was struggling with it. 
the first time, and it wasn't fun. It wasn't entertaining. I wasn't getting the results that I wanted to get as quickly as I wanted to get them. Like, I only have to do it three days a week, but, um, yeah, I, if I'm going to do it, I want to find at least a happy medium where I don't loathe the thought of putting on my running shoes and going out and running. I have no issues with getting hot and sweaty. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. <clears throat> I have no issues with doing physical exertion. It doesn't bother me. Now, I think my, like I was explaining the pain that I get in my foot, my ankle, and my shin to my sister, telling her where it was, and she told me it's shin splints. So I need to find, there's something that you can get that you can wrap around your ankle um, and up your shin to kind of help that. So I have to look into that. Um, but I want to at least, like, get something out of it, something positive out of it, other than, you know, I'm getting healthy and I'm getting in shape because I can do that a hundred different ways. Um, I can diet, I can do a workout at home, I can walk, I can bicycle, whatever, but I don't know, running is something for me that I've always enjoyed as a kid, I've always wanted to do, I have dreams about it, it's really weird. Um, I used to love the 500 meter dash in um, when we would do track and field, um, I was never really good at long jump, <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> But yeah, I always I was always one of the ones that had like the shortest distance of jumping. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't launch myself very far apparently. Um and high jump. High jump I wasn't very good at either. <laughs> I can't I couldn't do high jump either. I guess it's because I'm short, so my high jump is everybody else's low jump. I don't know. But uh, I will say I've eaten well. I've eaten really well since I've been here. And I'm going to eat even weller. No, even better. Uh, my brother-in-law is an incredible cook. And they have to eat up the food that's in their freezer. <laughs> so now that he's finished work, hopefully he'll be taking on the cooking duties. Because while my sister and I are, excuse me, while my sister and I are proficient in the kitchen, we hate it. <laughs> Truth be told, neither one of us. And I, I mean, I don't mind it so much now for me when I'm at home. Um, but I mean, she's cooking for him and three kids and herself and trying to look after three kids. So I know what that's like. I've been there. And these are all three kids under the age of four. Okay. <laughs> so... You know, you're being pulled at from all sides. Um, oh, somebody's bit my butt. Anyway. Yeah, I have, like, full-on ADD tonight. I'm just all over the place. Very scattered. I'm very tired. Uh, but he made two racks of lamb. And one was, like, a spicy uh, curry, curried lamb. And the other one was just a regular lamb. Oh. Talk about fall off the bone tender. It literally fell off the bone. It was so good. And then he made gravy. 
out of the drippings and mini baby potatoes and carrots and it was just oh it was so good so there was leftovers and we put the leftovers in the fridge and my brother found the left or my brother my brother-in-law found the leftovers today and i was going into the kitchen as he was taking them out of the fridge and he's like you want some lamb I'm like, of course I want some lamb. And he said, how do you want some lamb? I'm going to put it over bread. And I said, I'll just have it in a bowl, please. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'll put it in a bowl. So I went upstairs and continued what I was doing. And he hollers up, you know, lunch is ready. And I come down and there's this bowl sitting there with lamb stew. Because <laughs> now everything's kind of been hanging out together in the fridge. The gravy, like we mixed it all together. The gravy, the carrots, the potatoes, the lamb, all mixed together. And there's a slice of bread there, buttered. Boy knows me. Boy knows what I like. And, oh, it was so good. <laughs> I wanted to lick the bowl. If I could have got, like, I'm, my sister says, my sister says that the proper term is I'm tongue-tied. The little thingy that holds your tongue down to the bottom part of your jaw. Mine's really long. That pretty much goes to, like, right to the tip of my tongue. Um, so I can't stick my tongue out very far, <laughs> but it didn't impede, like a lot of babies now, when, if they have this issue, it impedes their ability to nurse or to suckle from a bottle. So they snip it and they didn't have to snip mine. I had no problems feeding. Give me the food. I'll take it. Um, but my sister said, oh, you're tongue tied. And it actually was beneficial at one point in time there was a whole bunch of us alcohol may or may not have been involved and we found ourselves in a tattoo parlor in toronto <laughs> at i think like one o'clock in the morning and everybody's like oh let's get a piercing I'm like, oh, sure why not i'm thinking you know my ear maybe my you know eyebrow possibly i might even go so far as my nose maybe <laughs> I have two holes in my entire head, okay? One in each ear. That's it. So, oh, let's get tongue piercings. Let's get tongue piercings. It'll be so cool. All right. Whatever. So they're all, you know, the tattoo, the, the piercers, he's there like, all right, stick out your tongue. He's going along, going along, going along. He's grabbing everybody's tongue and figuring it out. And, you know, he's marking the spot. And he comes and he says, stick out your tongue. And I stick out my tongue. And he says, no. What? I can't pierce your tongue. What? And I mean, inside, I'm like, yes! <laughs> I'm like, why can't you pierce my tongue? And he says, because you're, you've got this, that, I can't remember what he called it, that piece of skin, that it, it comes out too far. And he can't pierce the tip of my tongue. <laughs> so, it saved me. <laughs> All right. So they're like, oh man, get something else pierced. I'm like, no. I kind of had my heart set on my tongue being pierced. And I just, I'm over it now. I can't get my tongue pierced. I don't get any pierced. <laughs> I'm like, yes, thank you. I don't, I, I, no, I have nothing against people who have extra holes in their body in places that holes shouldn't be. My sister has an eyebrow ring and my sister and my sister-in-law both have belly button rings. So I have no problems with other like piercings in other places. I don't just, I don't see the point for me in inflicting that amount of pain and then the maintenance and the upkeep that you have to do 
And I've seen what happens to your teeth from a tongue wing, like Crystal's teeth, her, the front, her front teeth, have, the, the bottom ones have separated um, because she used to always take her tongue ring and she would flip it over her teeth so that the, the post would end up between her teeth. Um, and her front teeth have pushed out from the tongue ring. Other people's, their front teeth will, will shift and separate and, and slant to accommodate the tongue. No, I don't want that to happen. No, um, no, thank you. And an eyebrow ring. I mean, have you seen my eyebrows? <laughs> they would get lost. I wouldn't know. I don't pluck my eyebrows. It's like a nervous thing that I do when I'm upset or something. And I pluck them and I would end up pulling that thing out. I don't know how many times. A nose ring. Yeah, no. I just, it, for me, no, I just, I don't understand what happens when you have a cold and you have really thick, like you're, you've got like a serious infection and you've got the like major boogies and you blow your nose and what happens if it, they, you know, it's a dangling off the post or something. I don't know. <laughs> like thick spaghetti. <laughs> it's just, no, no, I don't think that would be a good look for me anyway. And I don't have any tattoos at all. Um, up until my friend Joel, he got cancer. Both of us could say that we had made it through the 90s with no tattoos. And then he got cancer and he was having laser treatments or radiation treatments. And they tattoo dots on your body where the lasers are to hit it. The radiation lasers are to hit. So now he has tattoos. <laughs> They're, they're cancer dot tattoos, but he still has them. Um, because I could never find anything that I was willing to commit. Oh, maybe that's the problem. Ooh, I couldn't find a tattoo that I was willing to commit a lifetime to. Think about that for a minute. I just, there was nothing out there. That struck me enough that I wanted to spend the rest of my life having it attached to me and have it on my body. Hmm. I mean, I would get henna tattoos. I call them the tattoo for the ADD adult because two weeks it's gone. You can go get a new one in the same spot. <laughs> and they don't hurt. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm. Okay, let me let me think about how I'm going to word this. <laughs> because if I don't word it correctly, I am going to get a plethora of emails calling me a liar. I'm not into certain types of pain. And stabbing six needles into my arm repeatedly to put color in there is one that I am not interested in experiencing. Thank you very much. Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't even, maybe more than six needles. It may be less than six needles. I don't know. It's a lot. And they, they, they poke you repeatedly <laughs> at a high rate of speed for a long period of time. <laughs> and, and then, you know, fingers crossed, you got a good tattooist and it looks good when it's done. Or it looks like the Mona Lisa ice cream. Melting, you know, bad. Um, yeah, I've just, I've never found anything that I have been willing to commit a lifetime to.
in a nutshell. I just, I look at it, and I mean, there's been a few designs that I've kind of got, oh, that would look really cool. I really like that. That's really cool. So I'll wait two weeks. Then we'll come back and we'll look at it again. And then the two weeks will go by, and I'll come back and I go, hmm, well, I like it. Not as much as I did, but I like it. All right, let's give it two more weeks. I give it two more weeks. And then I come back and go, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's just not going to look right when I'm 70 or when I'm 80. And I don't get it. So, I mean, I had thought, and I'm gonna if I'm going to put something on my body and it's going to be a permanent fixture, it's going to mean something. I mean, I'm not going to go and get, like, Betty Boop or Mickey Mouse or whatever, something stupid. It's going to mean something to me. I mean, yes, okay, I'm not knocking Mickey Mouse, not knocking Betty Boop. Maybe you've got, there's some secret meaning there for you, and it's deep and, and, you know, intense and means a lot. But it's got to be something that means something profound to me. And I was going to get my dad's helmet tattooed on my right shoulder. And I was going to have a banner underneath with the year he was born and the year he died. And I wanted it on my right shoulder because then he, I would know he would always have my back. Um, and then my brother went and got a huge back piece done of my dad's helmet. And it's got the two crossed axes. It's got the fireman's symbol. It's got the banner and it's huge. And it doesn't look right. The helmet doesn't look right the tattooist couldn't get the proportions correct it does it just it doesn't look right and I went I'm not willing to risk that I'm not willing to especially something like that I would be absolutely devastated if um I got something that meant that much to me tattooed on my body and it didn't come out right something something was going to get broken <laughs> somebody was going to get broken if that was if that was the case um and i mentioned all this because i just remembered that the other day i had come across something that um i had written in um i think it was in my status let me see let's do the phone because i take pictures of everything um, oh, wait, this message is okay. I'm pretty sure I took screenshots of it, and I, I don't know if it was, um, a poem, or I, I don't know what it was turning into, to be honest. Is that it? Nope, that's not it. Uh, is that it? Yes. So, this was written... In, oh, it doesn't even say when it was written. You can do the math. Um, it's called 266 Days. I'm going to share it with you. Um, I don't think I've ever shared this with anybody before. I put it on my status and just kind of left it there. So, I'm going to share this with you. Bear with me, okay? 266 Days. So I had a bit of a breakdown tonight, got me complete, 
completely by surprise. Don't you hate just hate those? One minute, I'm sitting here blissfully listening to music, downloading some songs from American Idol, and whammo. Jesus Take the Wheel comes on. That's where I lost it. Completely. We are talking. Eyes bursting, heart shattering, snot dripping from my nose. Lost it. It's kind of a special song for my family and I. It was a song that my mom and dad would listen to before he got really sick. And near the end, in the hospital, we turned my sister's laptop on, closed the door, turned up the volume, and we all sang it to him, letting him know that it was okay. Whatever was out there, whatever was waiting on the other side, would take care of... Hold on, I'm, I'm missing here. Would take care of... All right, well, I missed something anyway. Uh, okay, important to my family. We all have songs that have meaning or mark a certain time in our lives. When I was younger, before my mom married my dad, it was, and it was just her and I, our song was You and Me Against the World by Helen Reddy. That song still makes us both choke up. It's been too, it has it's been 266 days, and I heard that song. Heard Jesus take the wheel, and I felt like I was back at his bedside, holding my mother's hand and my father's. I could smell the room, hear the sounds he made when he struggled to breathe. 266 days haven't been long enough to erase that memory. It's been 266 days. Yeah, I count them. I'm waiting for the day when I don't look for him. Don't expect to see him driving by or down at the firehouse helping put the trucks away, or doing some training. Wow, I missed a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure... Hang on. Something's happening here. Uh, I'm counting the days... Oh, okay. It's been 266 days. Yeah, I count them. I'm waiting. Oh, I already read that. I'm counting the days until I don't whimper every time I see his picture. And I'm counting the days until my heart is one piece again. 266 days and still counting. I won't lie. I have moments, long ones even, when I don't think of him, when I don't feel like I'm going to drown in the overwhelming pain inside me. When it does come back, when I do remember, it is like the very first day, and my heart shatters a little more. There's still so much I want to say to him, so much I want to tell him, so much I want to show him, and make him proud. I know he loved me, and I know he was proud of me in his way, but I'm still having trouble believing I will never see him again. It's funny, I know he's gone, and when a hand, but when a hand reach, reaching out a win, car window that looks like his, or someone with the same body type, I have to catch myself before I yell out a greeting. I know. Suck it up, Sally. He's gone. Get on with it. Let it go. I'm trying to. I guess I've always been one to wallow. Maybe I'm happier when I'm miserable. Who knows? All I know is that it's been 266 days. Life goes on. Things have changed. People have gotten older. The seasons have turned. The only thing that remains the same is the terrible pain in the center of my chest and my inability to believe or accept that he is gone. 
maybe in another 266 days. So I've been thinking a lot about my dad. Um, the anniversary of his death is coming up. It'll be uh, 14 years in August. 14? Yes, 14. 14 years in August. And that song still hits me like a baseball bat to the back of the head. <laughs> and spending this time with my sister. Um, my sister and I, growing up, we didn't really have a close relationship. And I always felt like once my sister came along, my dad kind of forgot about me because I wasn't his biological child. And now here he's got this little girl and she's biologically his. He doesn't need the tester anymore. Like I was the tester child. Let's date a woman who has a kid. See if I want one. And if that works out, then we'll commit and we'll get them, you know, we'll upgrade to the real model. And I always felt like, you know, he had more of a connection to my brother and my sister and I resented my sister for it for a long time. So her and I never really had, um, as I mean, we loved each other. She was my sister. And if you ever said half sister, Ooh, you should see the three of us will come at you. Because there is no half about it. There's no half. She's not my half-sister. She's my sister. Plain and simple, she's my sister. In all of her annoying, drive-me-crazy ways when we were kids. And, you know, her overachieving and me having my own personal issues with how smart she is and how skilled she is and how dedicated she is and how strong she is. She doesn't see it, but she is. And having this great career and, and, you know, me, I was stuck with kids at home and a mountain of debt. And anyway, um, it's times like these when I'm spending with my sister and we're laughing to the point of tears and, you know, she looks at me and she's like, I appreciate you and you know, I love you. And she hugs me and, and tells me that she couldn't have been able, she wouldn't have been able to get through this without me, that I wish my dad was here to be able to see that, to, to be able to see his daughters have that. <laughs> that close relationship. Um, I was just inadvertently diverted from um, the painful place I was heading to, and I appreciate it. Thank you. But uh, yeah, and uh, my brother and I, our relationship is kind of, it is what it is right now. And he's got some stuff that he needs to work out in his own head. I don't have anything I need to change. Um, nobody else has to live my life but me. So I am living it. I tell my sister, we're having a rather profound conversation. And she was telling me that, you know, she really, she does appreciate me and that I am very generous with my time that I give to her. And, um, you know, if there's ever anything at any point in time 
whenever I need, they're there without question. They're there to help. And uh, I said, you know, I appreciate that, but you don't owe, she's like, we owe you. And I, you don't owe me anything. You gave me a place to go for the last two years when I was trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do with my life and where I wanted my life to go. You gave me a safe place to come and do that. And she's like, yeah, we kind of did, didn't we? <laughs> like, yeah, you did. <laughs> you know, in the days that I wanted to go smash somebody, a particular somebody, you handed me a sledgehammer and pointed at a bunch of concrete and said, that needs to be broken into little rocks. Okie dokie. And I could go and take my frustration out on those bricks and break them up. Get them out of here. Take them to the dump. They gave me, um, they gave me a safe place to find out who I wanted to be, find out where I wanted my life to go, because I no longer wanted my life to be what it was. It needed to be something different. It had to be something different. And I like who I am now. I like where I am now. And I like the direction that my life is going in. I don't know which direction that is, but I like the way it's going. I like the person that I am um, morally. I like the person that I am ethically. I like the person that I am spiritually. I like all of the pieces of me. Now, the outside pieces could be a little bit less. I would like the outside of me a lot less. Um, but I'm happy on the inside of my skin. And instead of always focusing on making the outside of my skin happy, I made the inside of my skin happy. The outside, well, you know, that'll change. But... I'm going to, I guess where I'm going with this is that I'm going to miss this house. I've gone through so much in this house. I've touched every corner. I've painted every corner. <laughs> I've seen the house as the house has transformed. I have transformed. So we've kind of grown together. I'm going to miss this house when it sells. I really am. I'm going to miss the pool. I had a lot of really fun times in that pool. <laughs> I'm going to miss. Oh, there's going to be a conversation about that remark in a minute. Um, I miss. I'm going to miss the backyard and the parties that we had in the backyard. I'm going to miss hanging out with the kids, watching TV. You know, I'm going to miss the E.T. kitchen. That table, that bench, there's a bench. Okay, you know in the movie E.T., when the mom's trying to kind of understand and she's got the kids sitting at the kitchen table and it's that bench seat, that corner bench seat with that weird triangle-shaped table that kind of looks like a, a, sh a ship of some sort? That kitchen, that table layout is in my sister's kitchen. And the previous owners that owned the house, they built that on purpose because they loved that movie. So they had that created from the movie. It's so cool. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss making rainbow eggs. And really weird Mickey Mouse pancakes. Because <laughs> they always come out deformed. You know, I'm going to miss doing the renos on this house because it was a never-ending stream of renos. I'm going to miss Grimsby coming down this way. 
because it was a lovely drive, an hour and a half, zip, 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 I'm here, you know, and where am I going to stay overnight to make my trip to the States, because it was so close to the border, I mean, yeah, okay, my place is only an hour and a half away, but it's 20 minutes to the border from here, I'm going to miss this house, I'm going to miss them, because they're not going to be as easily accessible, so I'm going to miss my sister. Yeah, I'm going to miss my sister. And I hope that the relationship that we have fostered, especially over the last three years, that we have fostered, um, continues. And the strength of it continues. <coughs> and that we don't lose touch and we don't lose that connection. Because it's pretty, pretty wonderful. I kind of like it. But, you know, we can be anywhere in the world and all it takes is a phone call and a video chat. And we're right back where we are. So, all right. I am going to end this here. There's no Florida man this week. There's no, we just kind of winging it by the seat of our pants. There's, there was no prep. I, I did, man, I was worried about the 20 minute mark that I was not going to be able to make it. But we managed to make it for a minute and 15 minutes. A minute and 15. Wow. We made it for a minute and 15 minutes. Okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. I gotta go. I can't even English anymore. So, okay, everybody. I hope you all have a good week. And hopefully next week I am podcasting from home. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it plays out. Until then, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Don't lick shit and be kind. All right, everybody. As soon as I find my mouse. See ya. Carry on the way you There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry.